You're listening to a Star Wars Commonwealth podcast presented by Tumbling Saber and the Nerd Room. For more from the Star Wars Commonwealth, hit the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. everyone and welcome to a, a brand new podcast this is something that myself troy sanjay and the boys over at tumbling saber have been teasing a little bit over the past few weeks and we're finally here to record the very first episode of what we're calling the commonwealth comics and collecting podcast and joining me tonight is my dude troy from the nerd room my boys what's kyle up? what's up and Carlos from the Tumbling Saber. Gentlemen, what's going on? What is hey. happening in Nerd Room? Yes, welcome, welcome. And this, like I said, it's, it's a kind of a combined effort here. We kind of cook this up in the background. And we want to do something, some sort of crossover between the two podcasts. We're all big collectors and we're all comic book readers. And we wanted a way to have a little bit more time than our normal This Weekend Nerd and collecting updates that we do do on our main shows. And this is kind of the forum we're going to use to do that. And we're going to have a bit of a rotating cast as we go through this podcast once in a while. Our dude Corey will show up. Sanjay may pop by. A few of the other guys from the Tumbling Saber podcast may join us once in a while too. But this is more of a kind of an open roundtable discussion about comics and collecting. And we're going to try to release this quarterly, once every three months or so. It's going to drop both in the Nerd Room feed one, one month or one release, and then the Tumbling Saber feed the next release. So we're going to kind of mix it all up here, get you guys listen to a little bit of what we're doing and how, what, and why we collect. But... To begin with here, I think what we're going to do, we're just do a quick round table, introduce ourselves a little bit, and kind of just give a brief description on your main focus, and then we're going to jump really into the details in this very first episode of why we personally collect, what we collect, and how we actually collect. So first things first, I'm going to chuck it over to you, Kyle. Give a little introduction and tell us what you collect. Well, uh, I, I think there's a lot of crossover in our show, so hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this. Um, as I say on our podcast a lot, like I'm trying to sort of focus my collecting these days because I'm just so all over the place and I'm, it's almost like on the podcast, I'm trying to talk myself through it and the, I'm failing horribly, <laughs> <laughs> horribly. Um, I, I used to be, you know, growing up, we were all three and three quarter kids. And even when, uh, you know, the force awakens came out, that kind of continued for me. And then I sort of da started dabbling in the Black series, and I was, I had divided my focus that way. Uh, but now, now I'm sort of trying to figure out where do I want to continue this. And you know, so I, I look at things like, well, obviously pricing for things, and at thirty bucks a pop, I'm like, ah, oh, these Black series are killing me. They're so tough. And then there's exclusives, and you just gotta have them, and those go for sixty and seventy. Bang! You just want to blow your head off, but it's, uh, it, it's tough. So. This week, I was actually floating through my, my local Walmart, which never has anything. And there they had some of the new solo figures. Oh, first sighting in Canada. Jeez. Uh, it's got to be among the first. Wow. And so I, I snagged a three and three quarter Kira and a Chewy, my boy. So nice. uh, I, I don't know. And then uh, last month, my brother and I, we, we attended a small convention in a small town about an hour from here. And I just got bit by another bug. 
which was vintage comics. Welcome. Ooh. Oh boy, and it's <laughs> it's not, I'm no stranger to it. Like I've I've got a you know, under my bed here. I've got boxes and boxes of of comics. Some of them dating back to the 80s and and 70s. Um, but it was just this was different. Like I I was hanging out with this guy who's just got, he had a huge huge section. And I just started going through his stuff, and he had a great sale. And uh, I guess we can come back to this later. I'll let, I'll let someone else take the reins here. But uh, yeah, I had a I had a bit of a field day, and I've been I've been teasing that a little bit. Uh, Tim, I showed you a little sneak peek yeah, picture did. via DM a few a few weeks ago. So we'll come back to that. But uh, all this to say, my collecting habits are a mess. <laughs> I think all four of us can probably <laughs> align with that one. Now, Troy. You, yeah, man. A lot of people have heard you, what you collect on the Nerd Room here, but let, let's let's hear what you're doing lately, what you're you're stepping into. You've got a big new collecting focus coming up here and what you've done a bit in the right. past. Yeah, man. It's just been trying to narrow it down. Like Kyle mentioned, it's all about focusing, you know, and, uh, you know, you got me obviously Tim Hart into collecting since 2014. Like, geez, you know, and, you know, 30 bucks a pop when it comes to the Marvel Legends, 30 bucks a pop when it comes to the Black Series and then all the little things in between. So it gets hectic. But um, lately, like I've been mentioning since the beginning of this year, I've been trying to cut out the Marvel Legends. I haven't been doing so well, but I'm really trying to cut <laughs> those guys down and uh, focus on the Hot Toys. I'm, I'm starting the Hot Toys collection starting, I think, July or June. Anakin comes in. So I'll be my first Hot Toys, and I'm, I'm super excited for that uh, venture. And then I'll probably pick up, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi next. Um, I think it's going to be very for the Sith Obi-Wan Kenobi they announced. And then I'll get my hands on Invader. But, um, man, it's, it's really trying to cut out those Marvel Legends. But they keep hitting us with these cool figures. And Hasbro stepped their game up. Hats off to them because <clears throat> these face sculpts are just looking better and better from the Black Series and the Marvel Legends. So, man, it's uh, it's tough out there. Yeah, it is. That, that yeah. focus is the key thing, I think with it most is. collectors is, is just trying to find a way to take the, the small amount of money or large amount in, in some cases and focus that down to something that won't make your room look cluttered. And it's something that, that actually means something and looks good. You can get all kinds of, of little crap, but what you need to do is look at and focus down. That's, that's also what I've been trying to do. Carlos, have you had any success lately? I know you're, you're doing Legos big time, but have you been able to kind of narrow that focus down a little? Uh, short answer is no. Um, <laughs> so I, I never thought of myself as a collector, but a friend of mine came over and was like, wow, that's a, that's a big DVD collection. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, but I don't collect DVDs, do I? And, and, and then I start realizing the more and more I go through some of my stuff, the more I realize that I, I do collect, but I'm not like, um, a one, uh, category A to Z collector i'm just i focus on the things that i like individually so uh lego uh it's it, it's a main focus uh, for me but it's also for my kids and my i have three boys 11 9 and 6 and um uh, they love lego and it, it's easy to just buy whatever comes out that's new from star wars lego and um and that's it and then when i think of like you know specific characters that i like uh, i like krennic and i like uh i like poe and so i try to you know get a, a funko or two from uh from each character and then try to get the the six inch and the three and three quarter so but i don't go all in on all the three and three quarters or all the six inch it's really more of a focused thing um but i see how easily it can get out of control uh and anytime you do a podcast with chop rules with a z <laughs> you, you know exactly you know exactly what it looks like to lose control 
Yeah, he's, he's walked that dark path. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because everyone has slightly different interests here. And we all have one common theme, though, one common goal is that that's to focus our collection a bit. Because we do recognize that it is very easy to walk down that dark path of whether it's completism, whether it's Funko Pops, anything like that with a very expansive and extensive uh, collecting. Bankruptcy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bankruptcy. There you go. And myself, I, I've, I've really taken this to heart in the last year because 2015 was an absolutely mental year for me for collecting. That's probably when I stepped back into it fully. I've always been a collector since I was very, very young. And Star Wars really hit me probably in the late 90s, right around the Power of the Force 2 release. And it kind of ebbed and flowed all through my life. But 2015, with the the release of The Force Awakens and the release of Avengers Age of Ultron, that was the year where I probably spent the most money I've ever spent on collectibles. And Black Series was in a big, big way. The Marvel Legends were in a big way. We saw the Elite Series coming out for the first time. I jumped back into three and three quarter inch. That was when I started collecting Funko Pops. That's when I got back into Lego. So it's been an intense few years for me. And this year has been really about focusing, finding a particular character focus or style of focus. I've really pushed the brakes on Funko Pops. The Black Series, I'm still into. And with the Marvel Legends, I've really kind of dwindled that down to just purely the MCU figures. So that doesn't sound focused, but it is focused for me. (laughs) I can honestly say my wife appreciates it too. Our wallets appreciate it a little bit as well. But I think that that's the key though, is when you look around your room, you don't want it to be this cluttery mess. You don't want to see a bunch of stuff that, ah, I shouldn't have really have bought in that. Because for me, and I, and I want to hear this from you guys, one of the key things I look for in a collectible is, you know, getting out of the hunt's a lot of fun. But for me, it's having a connection to each piece that's in your room. Like the majority of the pieces I have in here, I can tell you who bought them for me, where I was when I bought them, who, like at what point in my life, what excited me about this. And to me, that means more. It's a very personal collection, I find, for me, do you guys find yourselves kind of connecting to collecting in the same way, or are you kind of just doing it because it's kind of a pastime, it's a hobby? Carlos, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, for me, it started off as as a hobby, just uh, from listening uh, pretty much to this podcast and and uh, tumbling saber, uh, you know, just hearing about all the cool figures and all that stuff, and seeing that I already had Lego uh, coming in through the door quite uh, regularly. Uh, it kind of made sense to get a, a Funko Pop of this character or uh, a three and three quarter of that character. And um, yeah, and then we started actually helping each other out. I was at a, I was at a Toys R Us near my house and I contacted Kyle and he's like, uh, if you got the Leia there, get it. And I, I sifted through the 13 or 14 different Leias to get the, the, the sweetest box yeah. available. Mint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I tried as much as possible. And uh, so we help each other out, and that's how it kind of started. It was just um, now I have a, a pretty sweet pole shrine. Nice. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully everything's still intact, <laughs> and uh, I'll be able to uh, drop some videos about that uh, shortly. But uh, nice, yeah, that's uh, that's the goal right now is just to uh, maybe expand a little bit on the specific shrines that we got going on because that you know when you um, you install a shelf in your in your living room or your nerd room or your bedroom, um, depending on whether or not the wife lets you do that type of stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, you kind of you want to have, like, 
a theme going on, you know, like it just so that it, and it doesn't have to, it doesn't need to look cluttered. It's just like nicely laid out, like a nice X wing, you know, with a couple of poses in the background. It's uh, it looks it looks really cool. So I'm I'm looking really for I'm actually moving in a couple of months, and I can't wait to uh, to get to uh, decorating that place with uh, with my toys. Nice, nice, nice. Kyle, tell me a little bit about how you personally collect or connect to your collection. Hmm. Or if you do. Uh, I oh I, yeah I, I definitely do. Um, a lot of the like things that are given to me as gifts, I, I definitely have more of an attachment to. Things that I sort of bought when I was you know the, still the completest. You know, so I have boxes of figures from Revenge of the Sith, and you have like the little Polis Massa, um, little medical worker there. Yeah. Like, there's no attachment to that figure. I was just on autopilot in those days. Star Wars figure, buy, buy, buy. Um, but you know, if if somebody's given me something as a gift, chances are it's pretty sweet, and I definitely remember who's who's bought it for me. Um, so I'll show you guys this right here. Well, this won't help the viewers or the listeners, but this right here, Beauty. it's a Wolverine. Oh. It's a Wolverine number one with uh, that Corey gave to me actually, and it's got a uh, Jeff Isherwood sketch on it. Oh man, is that the Marvel now? This is Marvel now, correct? Oh man. Awesome. So that that's pretty sweet. So you know, that's so, I, so, this, so I obviously have a a very deep connection to that. Um, something like my my X wing Luke, fortieth <laughs> anniversary, which which I won <laughs> from TSW. Definitely have a connection to that. So does your brother. <laughs> Pseudo <Yeah>. connection. <laughs> yeah, he wishes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, Corey, like I have a, a vintage Lando in his skiff guard. My wife bought me that for for my birthday, I think, a few years ago. Definitely have a connection to that. But things that I've picked up on my own here and there, uh, th- those connections come and go. Like I can definitely say that my Black Series collection, which now I guess numbers maybe somewhere in the twenties, is ah, you know, some figures are cool. Some I'm just like, why did I buy that? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, sometimes I've been going through my collection recently as I've been setting up uh, the new nerve room here. I moved in December. I've been slowly cobbling it together here. And I've taken a lot of stuff, actually, and set it aside either to donate or to eventually kind of amalgamate into some kind of giveaway to whether it's kind of a local sick kids or something like that of little pieces that I have that I look and I'm like, I, I really don't need this. or really don't. I don't have a place for this in my room. And I want to to give it to someone that will get some fun out of it. Like my daughter's been taking a lot of the older Funko Pops too that I have and kind of playing with them, some of the ones I don't want. So I like passing on that stuff. I used to be very protective of all of that. And now I'm looking more to to pass it on to someone else and let them use it and keep the things that, that have meaning to me around here and things that, that look nice and fit in a room. So again, like it doesn't look cluttered or, or kind of like you've just got a whole bunch of stuff thrown on a shelf. So that's, I agree with you. It's sometimes you get a bunch of stuff, you look at it, why, why do I have this? Why do I own this? I don't need this. So sometimes it's okay to part with pieces that you've collected. And I think that's an important part of collecting is coming down to this idea of focusing. It's, it's okay to, to give things away or to do something different and your your collection, at least mine, has evolved quite a bit over the last few years, and I appreciate my collection more and more as I've kind of narrowed that focus. But Troy, let's let's hear a bit about your collection and some of the pieces that you find uh, some connection to. Yeah, you know, um, well, I guess the ones I don't really connect with right off the bat are some of the builder figures. You know, Marvel Legend gets you with some of these throwaway characters that you need just to complete like this build a figure wave. Um, right off the bat, I have to think of like the I think it's the Thor Ragnarok line. It's a young Thor. 
it's probably one of my least figures I have in, in my nerd room there. But, you know, you get it to complete the Hulk, but I didn't even end up completing that wave anyway. So I do have a couple of those kind of figures, you know, the Beetle. There's, there's just some weird characters out there that I just I don't want to look twice at. But it's always like Carlos mentioned, I have like my, my themes, like the Vader Shrine or my Spidey Shrine. Like those are my two that I, I love and I always want to add towards. Um, the ones I really connect, those, connect with, though, is, um, is the custom figures, like my Anakin's, like Anakin's my guy. So when I look at those, I can always look at the pieces and all the other characters I use to make that one figure, which is which is pretty fun. And that's what I'm always looking for, right? Is when I look at these, these new characters or figures that come out, I'm always looking at what arm or what leg or what glove or whatever I could use to make something else. So um, that's kind of fun. And it's always been um, lately now um, posing figures because before when I first started collecting these things, I always kept them in the box. But now with these Marvel legends that aren't like MC related, I know Tim, you're like reverse of me, but with the comic characters, I like taking them out of the box now and really just posing them up much like your shelf back there, which is just, it's awesome. It's really fun with these well-articulated figures just to, you know, bust out some cool epic poses. So those are, those are the, those are the shiny moments I'd say when it comes to collecting for me as of late. Nice. Nice. Now a lot of collectors, they have a tendency to collect a certain way. Um, Whether that's mint in box, whether that's pulling them out, whether that's customizing, I want to hear a little bit about what you guys and how you guys collect. Are you mint and box collectors? Do you do kind of the posing like Troy does? Do you have the, the shrines? I know, Carlos, you have, you, you're have you big into Poe. That's your character focus. But are you keeping things in box? What are you doing with that? Uh, so far, uh, well, the Lego's all, all undone, obviously. and uh, But everything else I try to keep in box. Not because I, I'm, I just don't want to lose the accessories I think that's the most important thing and um, or else I, I'm, I'm not really, you know, uh, the, the box, I, if it's dinged up, yeah, it'll hurt a little, <laughs> you know, I like, I like, I like it to look, look good, but it's, it's mainly for the display factor. It's not for, uh, for any type of like resale value or anything of that nature. Yeah. Kyle, you mentioned box. What are you doing with your, your collectibles these days? Uh, typically I keep my stuff in box. Some things I will open, but, you know, 90% of the time I will just leave it in the box. Yeah. Um, which it, it makes things easier when you have little kids in the house that want what's in the box. If you just tell them, daddy's leaving that in the box and they like they just don't get it. They cannot fathom why you would buy a toy and then leave it in the box. <laughs> it just it makes them mental. <laughs> so most of my stuff is sort of hidden away. They don't see too much of it. But little things like uh, Star Wars, hot, those little Hot Wheels, that, like the die-cast uh, ships, not not necessarily the cars, although I do have a few of those, but like the little ships, I open those. Yeah. And yeah, so I put those on a shelf, and the kids will come and grab those. Even like the little tiny uh, Black Series vehicles, I crack those open. I have no problem opening those up, and if the kids want to have at it, like I don't care. Like They can do whatever they want. Bring them in the bath. I don't care. <laughs> Nice. But yeah, usually mint in box. It's funny you say that about kids because my, my room down here, the nerd room I have, it's quite accessible to my daughter. Her playroom is just on the other side of the door. And her and I have this this really cool understanding. So she actually calls it the nerd room. She knows that it's it's dad's room. And we've said to, to, to each other, we said, okay, I had my Mufasa moment with her. And I said, look, everything the light touches will be yours one day, but you have to wait until daddy gives it to you. And she understands and she won't touch anything, and she's super protective of it. We had a babysitter over today because my wife left about halfway through the day to go on a trip, 
And the babysitter came in or just closed the door. And she came running over and was like, no, 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 you can't go in there. You can't go in there. And then I come home and she ratted out the babysitter for touching the door. <laughs> she's like, daddy, she touched the door to the nerd room. And I was like, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So she's quite understanding, but I am dreading that day. She's only, she's three and a half. I'm dreading that day that I'll come home when she's five and she's cracked open half of my black series. And, you know, she's like, daddy, look, like I'm anticipating that day to happen to try to relieve some of that, that stress of when it actually does. But yeah, it, it, it kind of freaks me out a bit because I'm a, a mint-in-box collector when it comes to Star Wars. Everything, yeah. with the exception of my vintage collection, is all mint-in-box. Everything from the Funkos to the Black Series to the three-and-three-quarter-inch, everything's pristine. I don't know why. That's the way I like it. The Elite Series, I'm kind of walking this weird fine line. I've pulled some of those out of the box, the die-casts, because they look more like statues. So I really enjoy yes. having them out. They're the only Star Wars thing I've opened in the last probably like five, six years. And my wife, when I did it, she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, I, I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time. <laughs> but yeah, my- well, I- I- Sorry, Tim. I have, I have like the, the Chewy with the Porgs, as you know. Yes. That, that and- was a great present. I don't know who got it that It really you, was. But it was a good it one. It really, really was. As, or as I call it, it's two Porgs with the big, tall, furry guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the two little you know, half-inch tall Porgs, the kids adore those things. It's like, stop! Just put them back! <laughs> <laughs> don't touch. Don't touch. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that. It, it is, you're like you said, Kyle, it's very hard to convey to them that, no, no, this, this stays in the box. You can't rip this open. So he's got to kind of focus her on some other thing in here. <laughs> Troy, yeah, I know you, yeah. have, you got a little one too, man. So do you have the yep. same problem? You're, you're a mint and box collector for some things, not all. Yep. But how does your collection work? Um, yeah, well, I guess um, what I do for my daughter is because I did give up on the Diamond Select Marvel wave going on before, the Disney Store exclusives. So uh, there's a couple of those that I had that are extra. I let my daughter open those up, and she just has a field day with, like, Spidey, and I think she has a cap that she plays around with. I have some DC figures as well that I used to collect that I, I gave up on, so she opens those up. So that kind of keeps her away <laughs> from some of those other things. And I, and I got her a basketball the other day, so that keeps her entertained downstairs. But, um, yeah, it's like I mentioned before, I'm 50-50 with most stuff. Pretty much all my Star Wars stuff as well stays in box. And if I want to, like, really have, like, a, a cool pose, I'll, I'll double up and I'll, I'll get another one. Like, I got a couple of Kylo Ren's just because I think that um, Last Jedi Kylo Ren is so cool-looking. So I took that guy out and I threw on, like, a... I think a Force Awakens color red head and give him like a cool pose and I was done with it. But I still kept the other two in the boxes. That's kind of how I get away with that. It's it's kind of a little more expensive. But um, I don't know. I really like the Black Series in the box. So that's kind of how I do it. And then, like I mentioned before, the comic uh, characters, not the MCU, but the comic characters, I take those guys out for the most part. Um, and then I like I like the villain build the figures. I always like to have those guys kind of up in a yeah. corner and pose those guys up because they're, they're pretty cool. But um there's not too many builder figures in the future that i see that i'm gonna go after anyways so that might be i might be done yeah with that for now yeah, yeah. nice now do you guys follow any sort of weird rules like I'll, I'll give you an example here here in the nerd room we have a couple of collecting rules one is the 35 dollar star wars rule you never buy a black series figure that's over 35 dollars because you can guarantee anything over that is going to sit on the shelf, it's going to peg warm, and they'll eventually drop it to about that $35 range. So Troy and I, we really go after that because you can get sucked in to buying ridiculous things for ridiculous money. I myself am a culprit and I have fallen victim to that. I bought 
the Massive TIE Fighter stupidly for 150 bucks when it first dropped. And I know a lot of people that have got that for a lot less. And that was the one I got burned on. I also got burned on the first release of Boba Fett. This is the orange carded Black Series Boba Fett. I paid like two or three times the price of it. And then I found it at retail like two days later. I was so gutted. I tried to take it back. It was a local comic book shop. And they said, sorry, dude, man. Now that, that's, that one's final sale. <laughs> so Oof. that's that's where Yo. that rule came from, that $35 rule. Do you guys do you guys kind of fall into that? Guys, tell me Saber dudes, Kyle, Carlos, do you guys kind of even with Lego, do you always pay full price? Do you try to wait till they do those random 30% off? Like how, how do you actually attack this from more of a financial perspective? Well, I, I, it's it's not really a rule. It's just for me it's I, I tend to wait on a lot of things. So when the the 40th anniversary came out uh, for Star Wars, the first thing I saw was Vader with the diorama. And I, th- I was at Toys R Us, I believe, and it was $79.99, and I nearly, I nearly dropped dead. I was absolutely shocked that they would have the gall to charge that much money for that. Because when you think about it, they were charging 50 bucks for a piece of cardboard. Yeah, crazy. What idiot would pay that? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Unfortunately. So I, I, I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I got it for literally half the price. And I could have even got it for less if I had waited longer. But I figured 40 bucks, I can justify this. Um, so I, I, I have this. It's uh, Toys R Us exclusive Jedi Training Ray, which comes nice. with a, a couple pieces of you know, props and crate stuff. Cool. It's a, it's a nice figure. Originally, I think it retailed for I I, I don't even know, but it was it was I, I want to say like sixty nine dollars. I think it's fifty nine yeah, or sixty nine Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. I I got it for twenty about a month ago. Yeah. So nice. I feel like for a lot of these things, if you just wait, it'll drop. Yeah. The only hard to find figures would be the ones that are short packed in a case that are normally priced, so less than thirty five bucks. Even those exclusives at Toys R Us. I know Corey got burned on this. He bought that Commander Gree for like 40 bucks yeah. at, at Toys R Us. And they're a peg warmer now. You can get them for like 20 bucks. So it's, it's anything over. Those exclusives are always six, seven bucks more. Wait on all of them. That that is That has almost become a rule for me now. Like, so we talk about focus and reining things in. With Not that I've even seen a single Black Series figure from the solo line in my territory. Like zero, not one. But even when I do, I'm not going to buy it. I, and I know how great they look. All of them look fantastic, and I want them all quite badly. But I'm going to wait because I know they're going to drop to you know from from 29.99 plus tax. So that's in Quebec we get completely reamed over taxes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh whew, goodness, we get just destroyed with taxes. And um, I'll wait because I know at some point they're going to drop to like 19.99. Yeah. Nope. Except for maybe, maybe even that, less. Maybe that Range Trooper. That's the only one I think that may or may not, but I think it's double packed. So you you probably see them quite flush in the shelves, if they ever hit the shelves here. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know what they're waiting for. I I guess they're still stacked with the Last Jedi stuff, but it's been really frustrating. Yeah, it has. Carlos, what are your thoughts on Lego? How do you how do you attack your Lego collecting from more of the financial side of things? Uh, so there's uh, no rhyme or reason. Uh, it's usually going to go with uh, what do I want now? What do I want right now? With what's my budget? Uh, is Toys R Us uh, giving the twenty or thirty percent off? And do I have enough Lego VIP points to to make a big dent in yeah. the, the purchase that I want? So there's it. 
you know, I, I don't, uh, for, for the solo run, I really wanted to get the, the, the Millennium Falcon, the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. Uh, I just couldn't justify that. But I did get um, Solo Speeder and uh, Yoda's Hut, nice. which were things that I was going to get anyways. Uh, I wasn't going to get the TIE Fighter because I had one previously. So that's, and it's already overpriced for the piece count. Uh, although apparently it's one of the, the best TIE Fighters, uh, along with the one from The Force Awakens. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what, you know, what drives me is what's on the shelves, what do I want? Uh, is it on sale at Toys R Us? And uh, do I have enough VIP Lego points to, to make a, a huge dent? Or maybe try to double up on some packs and, and get double points like I did uh, recently. Nice. So uh, I'm, I'm in good shape with the Lego points. And um, I mean, it makes a big difference when, when you're able to take uh, 30, 40 dollars off uh, off any purchase. That's a that's a big chunk of change. Yeah, especially and, in that that two hundred dollar range, you can knock forty fifty oh, yeah. bucks off that. You know that becomes something you can digest a little better. Yeah, exactly. So um, for Pose X Wing, I got a really good deal on it. I had to wait for it to come back in stock, uh, and I was searching everywhere for it. And now they're on the shelves; they're just waiting, right? Like you, anywhere you go, you could find Pose X Wing. Um, so the thing is, is you want to you want to look also to see what's going to be. Um, out of stock or retired soon. Yeah, that's the key that's to retirement. That's also something. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I, I try to look at more now because I really wanted that Resistance X-wing uh, from the Force Awakens with the Lor Santeca and uh, yeah, the gray and the blue ca- one. Yeah, the casually dressed Poe. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I missed out on that one, and I you know I tried to get it a couple of times on eBay, and I missed out on that one. So, uh, but we are getting another X-wing if. Uh, we want to run about and talk about that later, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. So I, I usually go for like the ships. Yeah. Uh, my kids like like the like the the battle scenes or the movie se- the specific movie scenes. So you know, there's uh, three kids, so that's three birthdays and three Christmas gifts, and uh, if they're good in school, that's another one. So I, I always come around to usually. I mean, honestly, over the last two years, there's not many sets that I've passed over. Nice. The nice thing about Lego and collecting Lego, because I just do purely the ships, is that you don't really ever have to worry too much about actually getting your hands on them. Now, there's a few once in a while that they're coming close to retirement or some of the hotter ones like the X-Wings and that, or some that are more limited shipped that you do have to worry. But I I never panic on Lego, especially when we're getting the new drops, because we've got a Lego store locally here. The Walmarts, Toys R Us, usually pretty flush with Legos. And I usually wait for a little bit of a discount on some of the bigger sets, particularly like the Falcon. I'm waiting for that one to go down 20, 30% because I, I need to have that one. But that's that's the one thing about Lego that I really like in, in just collecting. And sometimes I'll have a box that sits here for three, four months before I actually build it. It's one of those things that I'll pop on a film when I have a whole night to myself. I'll throw out the Lego and I'll just kind of build well into the night so that, that's kind of like yeah. my peaceful time i really really enjoy that about legos i find it, it's probably my lease or i don't get the anxiety that i do i call it the plastic anxiety i don't get that <laughs> yeah with lego <laughs> now troy you you conform to this 35 dollar rule that we've con- yeah, kind of constructed do you have any other kind of ways you attack collecting from kind of that ease in the wallet kind of perspective 
No, man, I'm always about the long game, and I just I just have that major character focus too, which which helps out. But um, you let, like Kyle, I remember I picked up the Vader. I think it's at Walmart, and he was fifty nine ninety nine, and he's in my bag, and I was ready to go, and I was like. No, I can't do it. I can't draw 59 on, on cardboard. So I put that guy back, and I think it was Walmart, or maybe it's EB Games. He was down to 30. It, it was Walmart, and he was down to, I think, 40 bucks when I first purchased them. And I was like, whoa, this is huge. This is this is way better. And then I, I took that Vader, and then I started seeing people, you know, replace that packaging with, like, a Luke Skywalker, and it would just sit on the shelves forever. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> and I saw Vader I saw Vader again at EB Games, and he was down to 20 bucks or 19.99. Yeah. So I, I think I got like three of those Vaders just because the price was so good. So I guess I ended up giving them the amount of money for the original anyways, <laughs> just because I bought so many of them. And then they, they repackaged them anyways with the uh, the regular Black Series, you know, I think he's number 40 or something like yeah. that in the box. Right. So um, another one was the Starkiller Base Ray that came out with uh, Starkiller Base uh, Kylo Ren. Yep. from Force Awakens. I think that thing was like 39 American and I got it at uh, EB Games for 12 bucks. So you can't go wrong there, you know, for stuff like that. Um, uh, as well as the uh, Star Wars Infinity. I, Kyle, I know you're kind of familiar with the Infinity video game and the, and the figures. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, so I picked up that whole game, uh, Ahsoka and Anakin, for I think 19 bucks at Walmart when they went on clearance because they uh, canceled that game. So that's when I started getting into a little bit of the Infinity characters there. So I always about the long game. Just really just wait it out as much as I can. Yeah, I found that pack for seven bucks. Wow, that <laughs> whole pack, the game pack? The one with Anakin and Ahsoka? Yeah, that's awesome. Seven bucks, man. Maybe t- maybe it was ten, but it was. I remember because once they started blowing those out, yep. I started keeping my eyes on them. And I, I kept running into the Rebels crew, which are cool, but not quite my thing. Um, I had my eye. I really wanted the Ahsoka figure. But it was it was still thirty bucks, thirty bucks for the longest time. They dropped it to twenty, they dropped it to fifteen. I said, Okay, I'm ready to do it. And then I just let it go. But I went back a couple weeks later and it was like it was like seven or ten bucks. And I said, That's that awesome. done deal. That's amazing. So good. I think yeah, and, and not to well. mention like the Disney toy box figures now on shopdisney.com, they're down to eight they're they're being blown out at eight bucks. And I really wanted that line. Wow. Yeah, I'm they're not saying that. Right. Now, they I never got any of twenty them. bucks at the Disney store when they first Correct. came out. They yeah. are now being liquidated for $8. Wow. That's still U.S. And you'll probably still have to pay shipping, but yeah. it's a lot more palatable now at, at 8 bucks a figure. I'll keep an eye out because I'm going over to the Disney store later on tomorrow uh, with the little ones. So I'll see if they're clearing them out of there because they're stacked pretty deep still. We have a, two or three Disney stores, three Disney stores in Calgary. Um, I've so. never seen a figure in person. <laughs> they're actually it's the same nice. style as Infinity look, right? It's, yeah. yeah, they're very much so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if you get if you catch if you catch a pole at a good price, you know what to do. Yeah, man, I got my eyes peeled for you. Pole. Just pick it up. Just pick it up, and we'll fix it up. Awesome. All right, guys. Before we get into a little bit of kind of more of current collecting talk, um, I want I, one thing that I find is quite interesting is asking someone what their favorite collectible is, what their favorite piece is, what do they hold most dearest to their heart, and I find that kind of gives a little bit more insight into the collector themselves. So I want to throw that question each one of you guys i'm gonna go with you first kyle what is your favorite collectible or that collectible that you will never give up wow that is tough man you know i i love my vintage figures they are in absolute crap condition but i love them um geez i have actually you know in in the window from say 2000 to 2005 i have a few 
San Diego Comic-Con exclusive figures. Uh, I've got the New York Toy Fair Darth Vader figure. Oh, which is, Yeah, it's a great-looking figure. I've got, I think, uh, the Darth Vader figure from Celebration 3. If I'm not mistaken. Crazy. Oh, yeah. I I probably should have got them out to show you guys. But, um, boy, oh, boy, I, I love those figures just from a very special time in collecting for me. It was sort of at the tail end of really massive collecting. Ah, oh, jeez. I, I remember the, the Luke that they gave out for uh, the Return of the Jedi Special Edition. Uh, I've got a special oh, yeah, place yeah. in my heart for that. Uh, my vintage Lando Calrissian. Uh, unpunched card, man. <laughs> Wild. Uh, that's my <sighs> only vintage figure on card. It's got a special place in my heart. Uh, I've got a couple of autograph things. I've got, like, back there on the wall, you can't really see it, but I've got a Carrie Fisher autograph on oh. like my favorite picture of her from the uh, from the base on Yavin Four. Um, yeah, and geez, I, I guess I could go on and on, but that's that's really about it. I guess that would be the the big ones. I've got my Trivial Pursuit board, of course, but I don't know if I call that a collectible. <laughs> awesome, Troy. I know you got some some big pieces there. You got some incoming pieces. But yeah. What's that one collectible that you'll never Oof. part with? It's 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 tough, man. I'm always gonna call back, go back to my Anakin's. I I, I can't take my hands off those, and I got a oh signed um, a signed Wolverine comic book from way back in the '90s. I'll never let go of that guy right there. But um, oh man, to bring it down to just one figure, it's it's ah, yeah, it's, it's probably my Anakin Revenge of the Sith look that I went for like a year ago or so. That's your custom. Yeah, yeah, I custom. Love yeah. that guy. It's, Love that it's, one. I it's can't, a dope can't let figure. Go over it. Cheers, cheers. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Carlos, what's a, is it is it Lego? What is it? Is it one of those Poe figures? What's something you're never going to give away, never going to part with? Uh, I think you guys might be surprised. It's more the um Krennic's Imperial shuttle. Oh, Ooh. that's a beautiful build. Oh man, it's 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 amazing. And I got that. I think it was uh, just before Black Friday and it was at 59 Canadian dollars and it retails for 119.99. Oh, smoke. Yeah, solid, solid uh, pickup and uh, awesome build. Uh, you got the, the the Death Troopers in there, and you got Krennic, and uh, uh, you got Bodhi Rook. And oh, K2SO. nice! Yeah, it's 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 stacked. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, uh, and and close would be probably um, the Pose X Wing. Yeah, I also love the UCS BB-8 which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be keeping that uh, going forward, but um, yeah, so I, I go Krennic 1 and Pose X-Wing close second uh, of the pieces from Lego that uh, that I collect. As far as, <clears throat> sorry, as far as the um, the other uh, things that I collect, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't say that I will or will never get rid of something, but uh you know, maybe my kids will get something uh, later on yeah. uh, for their own rooms. Uh, but yeah, that those two uh, those two pieces are the main uh, the main pieces for me. Nice. I, I love hearing what what people or their favorite collectibles are. For me personally, I've got I've got a few here. I got a long list, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow down here to just a couple. I'm not gonna go to one, but I guess sorry if you if you had to ask me one, it would be my my copy of Avengers number one. Uh, my wife Ooh. got it for me for our wedding day is I got her a nice diamond necklace and she handed me a copy of Avengers number one from 1963. 
Now it's it's four point five grade. It's in a case. It's gorgeous. I love it. I love that it's beat up. I love the look of it, and it that is my probably my favorite collectible. That'll be the one collectible I will never. It'll go into the grave with me. And when you're looking at action figures and all that, I'm a big vintage collector. I've got about I think upwards of sixty of the ninety-ish uh, vintage figures. But the the two things that I hold near and dear to me from the vintage collection is I've got the Empire Strikes Back. Still, it's kind of a beat up, but still with the the cardboard. The, the collector's case, the big Bader head, where you could kind of pop it open and you put the figures in. That that one my dad got me for one Christmas. He's the one that got me into vintage collection collecting. And that came with, and he bought the Vader figure as well, the vintage loose Vader figure. So those are probably two that, uh, again, into the grave with me. And from Lego, it's it's my ad-ad. It was the first big Lego, Star Wars Lego purchase I ever made. And it's my favorite vehicle from Star Wars. And I have it prominently displayed here. It, it's my favorite Lego. I'll, like all the other Legos, I yeah for sure I'm gonna keep it for as long as possible. But that ad at it, it's another one that it, it's going the distance with me. So those are probably my three big collectibles amongst kind of this giant collection I have here. <laughs> favorite. I, I've also got to throw in my vintage Millennium Falcon. Ooh. I, I totally forgot nice. about that. But oh man. I, I also have to throw in the caveat that every single piece that comes off that thing is off that thing. Like yeah. it's really just the shell. The guts are gone. The chest, everything is gone. Every accessory is done for and gone. The only thing it is is sort of like the roof at the back that is still there. Gives Otherwise, a it's yeah. But yeah, you know, the, the eight-year-old me was very <laughs> upset that I didn't mention that off the top. <laughs> yes, do not lose everything, young Kyle. <laughs> All right, I think I think we should talk a little bit. We kind of got to know a bit of the collecting, how we collect, what we collect. Let's talk a bit about present day collecting. What's going on? So we've kind of already expressed this a bit about Solo and the big question mark that's sitting on where are all the collectibles? I've seen Funko, I've Pops, seen Funko Pops. I've seen the Legos. Seen the but for me, I'm not seeing the Black Series. I'm not seeing the three and three quarter inch. What do you guys see on the pegs? And what's kind of your theory behind the reasoning we haven't seen any Solo merchandise almost anywhere? My theory is... And I think it's important to state that this applies only to Canada. Yes. I mean, obviously, yes. I don't go shopping in the U.S. as much as I'd like to. Um, I think the buyers for the different retailers here are just not up to speed at what's going on in that fandom. I think they they do their purchasing according to a spreadsheet, and they just have no no sense for the pulse of the community and what's really going on. I, I could be completely wrong, um, but I, I feel like they they have so much stock from The Last Jedi that they can't justify putting more solo stuff on the pegs until they sell that stuff, but they're never going to sell that stuff now. No, it's over. It's done. So I don't know if we're at some kind of stalemate or if somebody's just going to have to bite the bullet and move things. But yeah, I, across the country, I think it's, it's a very similar story where people are just going, where is all the stuff? Mm-hmm. Where is it? Like I, I, the vintage collection I've barely seen. I've seen a few figures and I've not seen it at all. I've, 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 I'm back. starting to see it, and but the the ones I have found, I've been they're banged up like crazy. Mm. Like nobody would buy. It. The only reason to buy those is to have it mint on card. Yes, and it's they they are really visibly damaged on the pegs. So it's like those are going to sit there forever. And then the people, you know, sell the the buyers, the store management, they'll look, go. People don't buy Star Wars anymore. Look at this. This this these figures have been here forever. 
I don't think they, they understand the nuances in, in collecting. I, I really don't think they do. No, I, if I have to look at another Jin Urso or a Captain Cassian Andor swinging from the pegs, I'm going to explode. <laughs> See, it's been two years. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're still there. Yes, they the, are. At Toys R Us, not far from here, had, I, w- I want to say like 24 Jin Urso Black Series and the equivalent number of, of Cassian Andors just a couple months ago is absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. I think you can get them for like six, seven bucks now. But like you can't even customize them, Matra. Like you can't do anything with those those figures that are swinging from the pegs. No, um, actually, there's one cool thing I saw with Jenner. So you can take her uh, her little tunic scarf you have. You can cut off the back and you can throw it on Jessica Jones, and it works as a scarf. Ah. I, I saw that. That's the only thing I can get out of that character. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm right with there with you. I've seen nothing but those characters hang on the shelves. But in the states, like Target had, um, I got my solo. I got my solo in Target, and I guess I just missed the big rush because. They, they were picked off the shelf. But then when I went to the Disney store, well, Disneyland the next day, I guess I just missed Solo as well because they, they said they had a whole pack of, of Solo, but they didn't have Lando. Lando was the character they didn't have. So the States is like eating well, I guess, over there because here it's just, it's a graveyard. It's nothing but Rose, Cassian, and Generoso. Those are the only yeah. figures I see. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Now, Carlos, the, the Lego game's looking still pretty hot. I know you had mentioned before we started recording that there's a whole list of, of new releases. We've seen the solo stuff. I've seen it on the pegs. I've got my eye on a few of those. What can we look forward to coming next as far as Lego goes? So Lego actually announced today uh, there's four uh, four sets that uh, they're going to be releasing uh, on the August 1st uh, release date. Now, I don't know if it's after August 1st or exactly on August 1st. But uh, the ones that they're uh, they're talking about are um, number seventy five, two one four Anakin's Jedi Starfighter. It's a, a, a Clone Wars reboot. What? Um, yes. From back in from back in the day, uh, it looks awesome. It's a new uh, it's a new Anakin uh, uh, face and and hair. Oh, welcome to Lego, Troy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joining you guys now. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, and, and it's uh, um, it's a twenty dollar US value. Oh. So it's it's going to be like a twenty five or thirty dollar in Canada for that. It's awesome value, huge That's value. Sick. I'm definitely, definitely going to uh, going to pick that one up. Uh, the next one is seven five two two zero, the Sandcrawler. Uh, now this is coming off. They uh, actually released the Sandcrawler, a UCS version, uh, a few years ago. I got that and, and built it. You and how did you like that? I, it was a big build. It's a lot of brown, but I love the build. It's it's a great, great piece. It's huge, yeah, well, though. This, it's heavy. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one's $140, uh, and we don't know what the piece count is uh, as of yet, but it comes with Luke, two Jawas, and three no-name droids. So already the uh, the shards are circling and, and saying, like, uh, like, why give us such a great deal on the Jedi Starfighter for Anakin <laughs> and then gouge us with the Sandcrawler? Uh, so that's uh, that's what's going on right now uh, on uh, on uh, YouTube with uh, a lot of the uh, the the, the brick uh, and uh, Lego uh, YouTubers. Now this one's really cool. This is um, seven five two one six. We got Snoke's throne room, oh. and it's co- yeah, it's coming in at seventy US dollars, and it has five minifigs. So you're getting the Snoke figure, the, the same one from the um, the Star Destroyer, yeah. the First Order Star Destroyer. Uh, you're getting a, a Ray, which is also uh, the same as the one you get in the, I think it's the At-At uh, from The Last Jedi. You're getting a, a newer Kylo Ren uh, mold. 
and you're getting two Praetorian Guards. Cool. So you're getting these five awesome minifigs. Uh, I don't know the piece count. Uh, 70 US dollars probably tells me it's going to be around 600 pieces, uh, 600 to 700 pieces in Canada. And it's uh, it's it's like the whole throne room. Uh, you're only missing the big red uh, velvet uh, curtain uh, to cover the uh, <laughs> to cover the windows. <laughs> Anything with Snoke, I wait for the half off sale. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Come on. Good call. Uh, and uh, of the last of the four uh, that uh, they announced today uh, is seven five two one eight. It's an X wing starfighter. It looks like it's the Red 5, but I don't think it's written on the box that it's Red 5. Uh, $80 price point. Uh, it's a great-looking X-Wing. Is it as uh, big as getting... the, the Poe and the... Um, yes, it's the... around the same piece count. Okay. And it's, uh, it's, it's as, it's as uh, let's say, not bulky, but it's not as flimsy as it once was in the past. I think the last time they released a Red 5 that wasn't a UCS was uh, 2012. So, nice. I might have to get into that Yeah, one. it's pretty cool. So you're getting a Luke and an R2-D2, and you're getting another Rebel pilot, which could be Biggs uh, or Wedge, not sure yet, and uh, another uh, Grey droid. So those are the four that LEGO announced, and there were three other ones that were leaked. Uh, and uh, so 75203, and this one's really cool. You got, um, it's the, the Hoth Medical Bay. So oh. at $30, you're getting uh, Luke and Leia, Luke in his little short shorts when he's in the back of <laughs> the tank. You're getting the fact the tank included. Um, so for thirty dollars, thirty US dollars, you're talking about probably forty Canadian. And uh, for me, that's uh, that's a great like playset, uh, especially for anybody who's like ever tried to you know mock a Hoth build. Uh, like this is great for the interior of that uh, of the base. Well, there's that big UCS really, really cool. Hoth set that came out what two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Ooh, that was yeah, some... that was a playset, yeah. and I I I passed hard on that yeah, one. Yeah, not it for wasn't, me. Uh, no, wasn't wasn't good enough for me. Uh, so we got another one. We got a seven five two two one, the Imperial Landing Craft. This is also another remake from uh, what uh, from the first uh, from that first wave. Um, it's it's coming in at ninety dollars. Uh, you're getting two Tatooine uh, Sand Troopers, uh, Old Ben. An Imperial officer and another R2D2. Huh. Uh, the, sh- the ship itself is really cool. Uh, I wish um, we could show the, the people listening what it looks like, but just uh, you know, just go to the Google or the the, the YouTube seven five two two one Imperial landing craft, and it, it kind of has a little uh, shuttle Tidarium look to it, uh, but it's a little bulkier on the sides and has uh, extra uh, wings on the back. It's pretty cool. Nice. And finally, uh, you got the seventy-five two one three, uh, the Advent calendar, oh, which yeah. we get every year, <laughs> and it's w- always overpriced. Uh, I think it's thirty-five to forty U.S. dollars, like close to fifty Canadian. Yeah. Uh, so my uh, my suggestion for that is go with the Millennium Falcon Gingerbread House for fifteen dollars instead. Nice. <laughs> that's uh, that's my uh, uh, that's what my rundown for what's coming uh, the second half. Of 2018, but that does not include another UCS set. And the rumors for the new UCS set is a Bespin Cloud City, a playset, uh, a playset. Yeah, nice. No, and for those that don't know, UCS is Ultimate Collector Series, and they're usually a really high piece count, quite expensive. They just released yeah. the, that Falcon, which was how many pieces is that? 
uh, 7,500 pieces, yeah. I believe. Incredible. Close to $1,000 Canadian. Man, yeah. that, it was something else. Like You can see it displayed in the or in the Lego stores. Oh, it's huge. I don't even know where you'd put it. But it's have gorgeous. Have you seen, have you seen actually, any home pictures of it it's displayed in anybody's house? Like a regular not, person? Not, yeah. No? I wonder how you display that. A big I- Ikea coffee table. <laughs> I've seen it yeah. done. And really? I contemplated I contemplated it. But uh, no, it wasn't uh, it wasn't in the cards. And there's also the UCS Y-Wing that just came out um, uh, about a month ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and that's like a 1,900-piece count as well. Uh, but considering I already have the Y-Wing, uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, urgent for me to, to jump on that one. Brilliant. D- does Marvel do anything this big with the Lego sets or DC? Was Star Wars the um, biggest when it comes The biggest to they got, and I got it built behind me, is the... Um, what do you call it? Uh, Helicarrier from Avengers yeah. number one. That's the only UCS they've ever done. And they usually do mostly play sets. They don't have, with the exception of maybe Guardians and a Quinjet, they don't really have that that depth of vehicles. And right. I'm not a huge fan of play sets because I find they don't display too well. My daughter's still a little young. She plays with some of the play sets I have. She's kind of got a Lego box for herself, but I just keep the ships. So, yeah, Marvel Marvel's a bit more difficult. I did get into minifig collecting at one point in Marvel, and it led me down a dark, dark path. That's why I stopped that. Because <laughs> you can't get every minifigure in a set unless you buy every single set. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's a bit difficult. But yeah. anyways, guys, I think we're kind of pushing up here close to an hour of recording time. But what I want to do here, lastly on the, on the roundtable, is I want to give everyone a chance to explain a bit about what they're chasing in the near term. What are you out there on the hunt for as we speak? Kyle, what, what are you looking for? What are you hunting for these days? Well, I guess this is the part where I, I, I get fully into that thing I teased. Yes. Uh, so, I, I, like I said, I was at this con not long ago, and I just got speaking to this guy who re- was running his booth. And I, I said, you know what, this is, enough is enough. He's got a, a lot of stuff here that I've always wanted to own. Uh, so I, I brought some more stuff for show and tell. I'll describe it so that people can look it up. But this... I'm quite excited about it. Whoa, we framed already. Framed already. So yeah. So I mean, you guys talked about this on uh, your your latest episode. Yes. I listened to Grav's question. I'm like, yeah, this is this is the thing that I'm doing right now. So this is uh, X Men issue 137. I've this has always been one of my favorite covers of all time. Oh man, I got a great deal on this. I got actually a great deal on a whole bunch of things. So that I got this one X Men 157, another oh. cover that I just adore. Jean Grey Phoenix. Phoenix, nice. Oh. Troy, you're going to love this. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Amazing Spider-Man, number 53. Kyle, man, that's crazy. What? Yeah, and again, like in awful condition, but it's so far like beyond the point for me. Yeah. Like, just look at that vintage cover. Look at that. incredible. Doc Ock in the background. Oh, my God. Doc Ock, enough said, is what it says at the bottom. It's like, how much more Marvel does it get? And like something I've already had in my collection for a while uh, Fantastic Four is 600. A John Romita oh, variant cover. I do John Romita on that art. Oh, that's oh, looks good, Kyle. Damn. So this is something I've been doing for a while because I, last summer we, we painted our basement and I've really been inching towards converting the basement into sort of this nerd room at my place. Uh, but I, I'm never sure which direction I'm going to take it in. Am I going to get all my all my toys out, display everything? Um, you know, but I have to go buy all kinds of furniture for that. So I go, ah, whatever. So I've, I've been focusing on buying these frames. And I think I'm, what I'm going to do is just put some of my favorite comic books all over the walls. Nice. 
which is what I'm doing. So I have I have another six or seven empty frames, and I've been going through this very judicious process of looking through all my old comics and my new ones because there's some great covers there too, and just which ones do I really want up on the wall? And that's that's sort of what I'm doing now because I'll be honest, and Corey sort of spoke about this on on our pod when I was talking with this guy and, and buying these old vintage issues, it felt really good. Nice. <laughs> yes. There's something very, very like, I know how hokey these old comics are, but there's something about the old, the old covers that just gets me. 100%. Another one I picked up. Look at amazing Spider-Man 136. Oh, green goblin on there. Wow. And, and look, look at this thing I've got with it. I found this at a, at a bazaar a, a few years ago. <laughs> it, it, this is a UK. Oh yeah, it's magazine like yeah, it's the same thing. It, it, this is amazing. So I this is like uh, Super Spider Man with the superheroes. It's a UK publication <laughs> from '76, number 185, but uh, it's the equivalent of Amazing Spider Man number 136. It's it's fascinating. So that that's kind of the process I'm going through now, and, and I find that I really want to get into collecting vintage comics. Yes, which is very dangerous, extremely dangerous, but extremely rewarding. I find that if you can, especially if you're not particularly focused on really expensive, like early editions, early issues in a run, you can go to a comic sale, local comic sale or wherever and spend a whole morning flipping through bins and only spend 20, 30 bucks. If you know, you're looking at things that are two bucks a pop and it's, it's a great time. I really enjoy that aspect of vintage comic book collecting. Yeah, you can get into the, you know, 100, 200, 400, $500 comic books, but if you kind of stay in that that window of things that not a lot of people want, but you find some value in them, you like the cover art, you can really go a long way with the vintage comic book collection. Yeah, and I got a an insane deal. Insane deal on like the the books I just showed you guys. I I paid well under $100 wow. for all of them. Wow. Well under it was it was I I couldn't believe it and Corey was like it was nice seeing you that giddy and it's true like I've never like in the last several years no matter like you know Star Wars is my thing but I've never been that excited collecting Star Wars as I was that day buying vintage comics Uh, so that will be something I I look at in the future for sure Uh, and on the Star Wars front I'm probably I'm not saying I'm going to double down on the three and three quarter figures I'll I'll buy the ones that look cool. Uh, but I'm also really going to look harder at the vintage collection. I've I've ordered the first wave of six that oh, will yeah. be r- arriving any day now. I just you know, forget looking on the pegs. I just ordered all six from an indie store. So I know that they'll show up in a nice sturdy box, minty fresh, ready to go. Oh, so I, I'm going to look at that. There's those, those That packaging is just so nice to look at. They'll display super well. Uh, so that will be sort of my focus. It will be... The vintage collection and it will be vintage comics nice nice, nice. what are you nice. doing these Can't days Trey? What, are you, what are you chasing what are you hunting um well i kind of went over the uh, the hot toy stuff obviously so i got i got anakin coming up i'm going after that obi-wan and then vader um and then i'm yeah i'm still trying to narrow down the marvel legend stuff but um back to the comics i'm i'm going to be um trying to focus on completing a little bit more of um some preview 52 batman run that I really, uh, really like. I'm going back to a couple uh, older runs to a Spider-Man. So I really want to complete that issues. It's going to be tough. I'm going to try and go from 300 to 400 because I got everything else from there recent. So I got 500 going up to 800 at the end of this month. So I really want to fill that gap. 
Um, and each year, really, just try and fulfill more and more of those comic book runs, basically. Um, Black Series, I'll stay strong with that. I'm always going to collect the Black Series stuff. I'm done with the Elite stuff, and I'm done with the uh, Diamond Select stuff. So really, it's just, it's just each year, I feel I'm just narrowing down more and more of my focus of, uh, of figures and comic books, really. Nice. So pretty, pretty simple, I'd say. Yeah. Nice. Carlos, what's that next Lego set? What's that next pull you're chasing? I'm really, really not sure what's going to... Uh, what I'm gonna spring for? I, I'm. I think that the, the the new X-wing is something that I'm gonna get. Um, and I like the idea of the throne room. Um, but I'm. I'm honestly. I'm really not too sure. If if it was up to me, I'd get a couple of small sets and keep building up my my uh, VIP points, and then maybe crack. Uh, crack open uh, the uh, Kessel Run Millennium Falcon nice. for this year. I mean, that's that's what I'm, you know, I'm hesitating between, but I'm definitely going to get that X-wing, and uh, we'll see from there. And uh, hopefully, we get uh, some cooler stuff later on in the year, and at yeah. the beginning of the new year. Yeah, I have yeah. to agree with you there. I'm I got my eyes on that Millennium Falcon, that Solo Millennium Falcon. That's going to be my next Lego piece. Just got to wait for the right price point to hit. And then, like you, Troy, I'm, I'm chasing this Black Series. Now, I'm looking at here, we, we had the Solar Wave announced, and then subsequently at New York Toy Fair, they did announce, like, the Gamorrean Guard that's coming out. We've got the Hoth Leia. There's, you know, this this gorgeous Mud Trooper as well. I'm a big Trooper collector. <coughs> and uh, the Zuckus cleaning out, or completing out that uh, Empire Strikes Out uh, Bounty Hunter wave. So right. I'll have every one of those Bounty Hunters from Empire kind of in black series form. So that, that's going to be my big concentration going forward. And like you guys, I'm, I'm looking at vintage comic books again. I've got quite a substantial Captain America and Avengers collection. Uh, like you, Troy, I'm chasing that 200 to 300 for Avengers. Yeah. I'm yes. about a third of the way there or so. And I've got kind of this big range of, of other, you know, in the hundreds and upwards of 300 and that. But I want to fill in some of that, get back to the comic shows, kind of some of the local ones, and really stop flipping through those long boxes again because I do quite enjoy that. And yes. lastly, my big commitment at the start of the year was to get at least 10 vintage Star Wars action figures. So I knocked three off a couple weeks ago. Um, I got the Medical Droid, I got Snaggletooth, and I got Admiral Akbar, all loose, bit beat up. That's kind of how I like them. But I, going forward here, I got seven more to get before the end of the year. And then my last thing of new stuff is that Docker Afra from the Vintage Collection. Ooh. That's that's the one of, in that line I'm actually going to pick up. I'm going to avoid that line. I'm kind of stepping back from the three and three quarter inch, but I need that Doctor Afra. That that's going to be the one figure that I'm I'm truly going to be keeping my eyes out for, hunting for, looking really hard because it, it, I think it's going to be probably the most difficult figure, or one of the most difficult figures to find on the pegs this year. And Kyle, I'm super jealous that you got one coming in just a few <laughs> short days. I, I don't know if I'll ever see Afra. I, I, I'm really nervous right now. I'm going to have to go to eBay. Yeah. I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still surprised they didn't do that in a six inch scale. Like, do you think they ever will down the future or? Uh, I don't know. Like yeah. if they go back to kind of this fan voting again for right. a six inch, they focus it seemingly on the vintage collection to try to give it a bit of a boost because the black series sells really no matter what. You yeah. Know, we had kind of the legend series with Janus solo shout out to tumbling saber for that one, for the powerful friends giveaway. I've never seen that <laughs> one, on the pegs. but uh, you got the Revan, And then we also got Sabine from that as well. It'd be nice to see Afro in that six inch wave. I'd, I'd really, really love that. Or some other comic book characters. I don't know. Something a little different. 
Dash Rengar. Ah, yeah. I wish. Throwbacks. BT and Triple Zero. Oh, yeah. yes. They're, they did do a, uh, I think it's SH Figure Arts or one of them, uh, uh, Artifacts. They did a BT Triple Zero. I think it was a Celebration exclusive um, or a oh, Con boy. exclusive. Oh, that's right. I did yeah. see that. Yeah, beautiful. That was from figures. the Orlando, Orlando, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So That was nice. Anyways, gentlemen, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Now, just to just to kind of give you guys a bit of impression of, of how we're going to take this forward is, like we mentioned at the top, we're going to try to do this at least once a quarter. This was kind of an introduction to each of our individual collection collections, how we collect, what we collect. And kind of going forward, we're going to focus in on kind of our current collecting, what we're doing. And then every episode, we're going to try to do maybe a bit more of a, a focus on some particular aspect of collecting. Now, whether that's comics or something to that effect, Legos in a bit more detail. And just because kind of have a, an opportunity to to listen, to maybe join in on the conversation here. If you got any emails or any collecting information you want or a story you want to share, you can always email us at thenerdram at gmail.com. You can email the guys over at Tumbling Saber. And we can kind of bring that together and have maybe a bit more of a holistic discussion around what you guys are doing as well. So before we sign off, where can we find everyone? I'm going to shoot it to you first, Carlos. You guys can find me on Twitter at uh, C Candido Music or uh, at my website, uh, carloscandidomusic.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at Carlos Candido. Why don't you plug that Patreon, man? Yeah, the Patreon, uh, I, I, I launched it and then, uh, and then paused it. Uh, because uh, I, I don't have the actual uh, computer uh, to work on the, the stuff that I need to do. So it probably will be relaunched, hopefully, uh, by July. Brilliant. We're looking to go back live in July. I uh, can't guarantee that right now, but uh, that's the plan. Uh, so, yeah, check that out as well. Thank you. Excellent. Kyle? You can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter and also on Instagram. And we also have our closed Facebook group, which I invite anybody and everybody who likes to geek out about Star Wars to come hang out in there. Uh, it's, it's a closed little community and we just nerd out all day long. It's been pretty bumping lately. So yeah, uh, come check that out. And um, really, that's about it. I mean, we, we have our powerful friends community. We've got a couple dozen people in there and we're, we're, we're ever so close to our goal of 30 patrons. So if you, if you can... If you want a lot more podcasting content, you can come check us out at uh, patreon.com slash tumbling saber and uh, join the community for just a couple of bucks per month or the equivalent of uh, a bad cup of coffee. You know, just a, one awful cup of coffee a month. Put that aside and uh, come hop on. Hey, avoid one of those really not great three and three quarter inch action figures, maybe that, that Zuckus or something. And you can get yourself a ton of podcasting content. Cause I have to give a shout out to you guys. It's absolutely brilliant. I love, love your Patreon exclusive shows. Sit the servers. That's my Friday show. Absolutely love it. The stuff you're doing over at Timing Saber is, is brilliant. So make sure to go check these guys out. Lastly, Troy, my dude, where can everyone find you? Yeah, man. Always at Twitter. It's going down at Troy, the boy 87. Uh, lots of fun stuff always going on. I'm always between everybody's stuff and I, man, it's like a party. Especially yeah, Fridays. Is. Fridays, a lot of stuff goes down, it seems. So, yeah. Follow me there. Ton of fun. And you guys can find me at the M on Twitter. You can look us up on our Facebook, The Nerd Room Podcast, YouTube as well. And you can hit us up at thenerdroom.net. And as a conglomerate, we are both, both podcasts are part of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. You can check us out at starwarscommonwealth.com. That's where all, why was there nine of us now? Podcast, you can find all the content being posted there. 
every single week. There's a podcast, a new podcast that drops from one of the podcasts each and every day of the week. So you can get your fill of Star Wars and Star Wars adjacent stuff. You get a little bit more of that from us. But it's a great place to be. So make sure you join up with that community and kind of partake and get some questions in to all the guys. And, you know, shout out to Rob Wade, who just purchased TSW. So he's venturing in. So there's a lot of really great stuff coming up here with the Star Wars Commonwealth. So make sure you check all of that out. It's been an absolute blast, guys, talking collecting. I can't wait to do this sometime soon. We'll be getting an episode out to you guys probably within the summertime uh, at some point, and we'll see how this received, and maybe we can do this with a bit more frequency depending if we can sync our schedules up and how how the pegs are looking here in the summer. I'm a little worried, but I do have confidence that Hasbro is going to nail us here and just keep weighing on that wallet. So until next time, guys, for the Commonwealth Comics and Collecting, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Kyle. And I'm Carlos. And thank you for joining us this month. We will see you in a few.